that's the cost of neglecting it. You feel less purpose. You feel less joy. You know, I feel less. Mm-hmm. Maybe others though, I, I you know, and I, I don't think that's a far reach. I don't think this is just me because I've noticed it in you. I noticed that you had that experience. I've noticed it with um, several other people I've connected with recently um, that there is this kind of like, we're all a little neglectful of our art, you know? And um, that's, I think that's actually, you know, now that we're here, I'm realizing that's actually the point of this conversation for me is like, how do we stop neglecting our art and our creativity and our outlets? How do we stop doing that and kind of get, get make that front and center again, make that kind of the point again? you know, cause maybe, maybe it is the point, you know, and not just for artists, but maybe for everybody. This is way of the artist with Brandon Colby cook and Evan Schulte, identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. podcast people. It is me, Brandon, one of the hosts of this show, Way of the Artist. And Evan is sitting there silently laughing as I talk in a very funny voice. Um, anyway, no, uh, we're, we're going to get into it. I, uh, these intros are always weird and I like to just play around. So <laughs> that's why I did it. Um, so, you know, we're going to get into some stuff. It's been an interesting, it's been an interesting week. It's been an interesting couple of weeks, really. Creativity, opening up, having some fun, you know, kind of maybe uh, tapping into something that I don't know if we, if, if you and I have really dug into it for a while, Evan, and that's, that's, what's really cool about this. So, um, uh, you know, we don't necessarily know the answer, but this is what we want to get into why it feels so good to get creative. Why does it feel so good? And if you don't have a lot of creative outlets in your life, or you haven't really spent a lot of time being creative, let me just tell you from the other side, it's a lot of fun. (laughs) Um, but if you are somebody who is creative and maybe you haven't tapped into it for a while, or maybe you're right into it, but there's something about it that feels so good, especially when you're just, you're in it and you're dialed in and you're like connected to what you're creating and you just feel like there's this flow going and it can happen in many different mediums. Um, this happened for us a little bit because there's a old screenplay that Evan and I wrote together that I kind of thought, let me just brace everybody for the lineage. I like the word brace, <laughs> <laughs> but the lineage of, of where this conversation came from, um, I was thinking of making a movie based on where I live. And I was like, you know, this would be great. And we have this script that kind of almost would work here. So I'm like, I don't even know if it's good. Um, Cause we wrote it 15 years ago. We edited it about eight years ago and we revisited it, but we haven't really looked at it since. And I was like, let's pull it out of the, you know, the back shelf of scripts that we have on, you know, on, on lists here. And let's just see, maybe it sucks. Maybe it's solely out of date. Maybe it's solely cliche. And I reread it and I was like, man, this is a pretty good script. And I was like, this is definitely worth making. This shouldn't die on the vine. And so I was like, well, what would it take to make this great? You know, it's good. It's got great structure, good character development. Um, You know, it's a horror film and it's actually scary. And I was like, 
but it's good. But what makes it great? And then Evan and I had a conversation and I'm like, I'm going to talk to him for 10 minutes and we're just going to go over some notes an hour or something later. We're all like, we walk away from it. We're like, that was awesome. Like it was so good. And we came up with all these great ideas and ways to, to do it um, without dramatically change, changing the structure, just enriching it. Cause 15 years of, you know, doing work, we've grown a lot. We've learned a lot and we have a lot more things to put into it now. Um, so this is exciting. I don't know. Um, but why did that feel so good? That that's really what I think we're trying to uncover here and maybe not just in screenwriting, but in all creativity, like, why does it feel so good to get into this? Do you have anything to add to that, Evan, that you're thinking? Yeah. I mean, first thing that I want to address is I always get a kick out of uh, how often you say, hey, podcast people, because I, I imagine some person on the other end being like, I listen to podcasts, but I don't know if I consider myself a podcast person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so, uh, but aside from that, in terms of more re relatively to what you are, uh, what you're saying and, and this topic that we're getting into. Yeah. Uh, I think that that sort of that little, uh, you know, brainstorm session, revisiting this old script that we worked on, getting pulled back into that world and pulled into that process. I couldn't believe it how, like, you know, it really was like riding a bike, you know, like I haven't, I haven't written a script in a long time, you know, like I can't remember the last time I started just like typing away on a story or something like that. And, and it really did feel like riding a bike. Like it's like, Oh, I'm suddenly I'm back in the world. I couldn't remember anything about the script, but then within very short order, it was like, Oh yeah, I remember the story. I remember these moments. I remember, you know, cause you spend so much time, you know, you, you get yourself so invested when you really care about something that you're working on and creating. And, and it sort of, it, it leaves an imprint on you. Um, to some effect. So yeah, it all came, it all came back. And then as we were talking about ways that it's like, oh yeah, like how could we make this better? And just that whole process of going through things and, and as you said, enriching the whole thing and coming up with possibilities, you know, potential directions that, that, that things could go that would, you know, that we think would make it better. Um, it was just, it was such a fun and rewarding thing that I was like, holy shit, how have I not done this in so long? You know, how have I not engaged myself in this process in such a long time? Because it is so much fun. It just, it, it, there's something inspiring, like just, just playing with stuff, just playing with stuff. And, and for all in the the sort of the the aim of like hey how good of a story can we tell you know just like you know that's kind of the question of of the script or a script right how good of a story can we tell you know and and just simply with that what can come up and what can come out and so yeah it just it uh it lit me up and and made me realize on so many levels how it's like i need more creativity in my life uh, coming from a couple of people who come from arts and creativity and, you know, doing this podcast is, is, is 
creativity. But, you know, honestly, I'm like, this is maybe one of the only places where I'm exercising my creativity on a regular basis. I was like, oh my God, I've got to, you know, I've got to make this more of a daily process, right? Because, because there's just something about creativity and the way it makes it, it, the way it changes your experience of life. So, um, that's what I want to set the stage with on my end of things. Awesome. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I think it's, it's interesting, right? Cause as you get older, it's, it's, um, and I, I mean, I had people give me insight into this as a younger artist, but as you get older, you end up with more responsibilities. Um, you know, things rest on your shoulders more than maybe they did when you were younger. Uh, maybe it's different for some people, but like, um, I can at least say for myself, um, and many others that I know that when you're young, you kind of feel like, yeah, like nothing matters. I don't have to tie myself down to anything yet. There's no real, like, I don't have to make any long-term commitments just yet. Some people do, but, um, you know, and, and I think it's a great thing if you do, don't get me wrong. I'm saying that's an awesome thing, but, um, for a lot of us, when we're young, we also don't recognize necessarily, um, you know, the realities of the world, the realities of being independent. Um, you know, maybe, maybe you even go out and you begin to achieve some of that independence and maybe some of your dream, um, which comes with different problems, but then, you know, you're like, but I still got to pay the bills. I still got to put food on the table. I still got to keep a roof over my head. I got to figure this shit out. And, uh, what happens is art just slowly just kind of gets pushed back. And it just kind of, yeah, I'll get to that. Like, I got to take care of this right now. And, um, you know, I found for me, uh, you know, we do this podcast. This is about art. My whole course in school, courses in school is all based around creativity. I'm helping other people with their creativity. But then my own pursuit of creativity um, doesn't always get nurtured. And so, you know, these last few years have been interesting. It's been an interesting time in life. You know, I mean, obviously the whole world has gone through a lot of change and, you know, we're all trying to figure all that stuff out. Um, and sometimes you just take creativity and you go, yeah, but this isn't a priority right now. I need to take care of business. I need to care, care, take care of this. I need to do whatever. Um, you know, and so I guess um, one of the things I want to talk about, and I don't know how to do it. I'm not, I'm not going to say I have the answer here on this one. Um, is, is how do you bring art back to the front of your life? If it's been sidelined, if it's been pushed on, on the back, you know, and it's, it's like dying on the vine, so to speak, you know what I mean? Um, for me, all I can say is, you know, and I'll leave it with this and I'm going to pass it over to you. But for me, this process of working on this screen, particular screenplay started, I would say about six months ago, roughly six, seven months ago. It's about June now. And about seven months ago, a friend of mine told me about a book she was reading. And she said, I'm reading this book. It's really interesting. It's really cool. And I'm just like, it's a page turner. I just, I just keep wanting to get back to it. And I was like, awesome. I need a book like that. And she says, it's a stranger in the lifeboat. By the way, great book. You should read it. It's cool. Um, very interesting story. But she told me the premise and I was fascinated by it. I was like, wow, I got to read this book. I just have to, like, this sounds awesome because 
I'm like, I want to be able to, when I tell someone a story, I want them to have the feeling I'm having right now. I want to know. So what did they do? Cause I want to know how they did it. Cause I want to make sure my stories have this feeling that I'm having right now. That's what got me to read it. And then after I read that book, I had such a great experience. I was like, I'm going to start reading a bunch of novels. I never read novels anymore. Let me just read novels. And so I just went to the used bookstore and I bought like 10, maybe more. <laughs> I just like reading this novel, reading that novel, reading whatever. And then one of my clients um, was working on, I'm telling you the lineage, just so you can kind of see how sometimes this stuff evolves, right? But like, then one of my clients was working on like emotional impact and how to create that in their story and whatever. And I was like, well, you know, I wrote this script, Love Loss, and everybody seems to cry during it. So why you read that? <laughs> and then she read it and she was like, I was like in tears and I was blah, blah, blah and whatever. And we're like, well, why is that? Let's talk about it. Like what happened? And, and then as an artist, um, I started to have these doubts. This was a weird little side effect that came from it. I was like, you know what? That was a fluke. You wrote that script. You don't know. You don't really know how to do this stuff. Like, you know, and I, all these doubts started flooding in. It was like really weird. And I was like, shit, you know, I haven't written a script in a couple of years. Maybe I like, maybe I know how to teach this, but maybe I don't know how to do it anymore. And I really felt like that. And I was trying to come up with some new ideas. And I think I talked about it on the podcast, some ideas started to come to mind, but it, nothing was really sticking. And then um, something about the townsfolk came up because I was like, well, you know, I, I want to write a movie, like I want to write a script, but I also want to make a movie. And so I was like, you know, we wrote this script back in the day. Maybe we could, maybe I could make that movie, right? I was just thinking like, maybe I can make it. So let me check it out. And then I checked it out, read it. And it like, it like all of a sudden, all this last several months, all that work, all that like kind of investigating all of a sudden it all just hit. And I'm like, boom, this is what I'm doing. And I felt like super excited. And then I talked to you. And then like when, when I walked away from our call, Evan, I sat down for hours, like not just right after I'm like, I'm going to wait for a week before I write anything. And then that night, like just several hours later, I couldn't stop writing. I just like stayed up all night creating and thinking and digging into it. And it was so fun. I felt like a kid again. And I was like, why don't I do this all the time? <laughs> My point is, is that I don't know as artists, if we can just make ourselves get there. I think there is a journey, um, that we need to at least be, um, considerate of and open to, um, because I, I don't want our audience to walk away from this going like, okay, I'm going to like get into art. Like I'm going to, you know, it might not happen like instantaneously, but it's a journey. It, it begins, you know, and you start on a direction and you don't know where that's going to lead necessarily. But <clears throat> for me, I'm just sharing the story. So like, maybe that provides some insight into how this might've come. And then obviously for you, you can share your version of it, but I called you up and say, Hey, can you do a 10, 15 minute talk? Now I want to hear what your version of things is. <laughs> oh God. What my version of things is. Yeah. Did I not, did I not cover that sufficiently? Well, you might've, you might've, um, um, but like, you know, uh, but you got lit up on the call and you know, here's the thing. It was like, you hadn't read the screenplay, but I was like telling you details. And then I could, I was watching you or like not watching. I was listening to you, but it felt like I was watching you but I was listening to you and I could see you like get it. And then you're like, Oh yeah, I remember this. And then you like went off and you were like, well, maybe it's this. 
And you're like, and you went off on this idea and it was great, like amazing input that I hadn't even thought of. And then we're, ban- and then all of a sudden we're like back and forth, we're bantering about like, well, this could be, it could be this, it could be that, like, oh, that makes perfect sense. And it was so exciting. And we ended yeah. up staying on a, what was supposed to be a 10 to 15 minute call. We sent, stayed for like probably an hour and a half or more, like just riffing creativity. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. just, just going through those things. And I think that that's, you know, like when you're, because in some ways, you know, and, and in many ways, like the most, one of the most creative expressions that we have on this podcast is when we do our ones where we just kind of jump in. We don't even know what we're talking about, but otherwise, you know, there is this sort of element to which we come in. We have a topic. We sort of had a bit of a chat beforehand. So there's this sort of path that we're on and, and we do discover things and, and it is a, still a very much creative process, but there was something about when you're engaging with something, you know, like a script, like, like writing a story of, of some kind, doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be a script necessarily, but you know, or, or it can, it can be anything. Right. Um, but there's just something about, you know, you would say something, you know, you, you, you came in with your sort of a, a list of things that you're like, okay, I want to, I want to, take another look at these. Cause I think that we can make these stronger. I think we could make this better and, and to improve the story. And as you were going through these things, it was like, you know, you would say something to me and it was like, you know, it, it's part of the amazing thing about creativity where it's just like how instantaneous it can almost be. Like there were moments where it was like, you would, you would say something and suddenly it would spark something inside me somewhere and I would just go like yeah I can actually like suddenly all of these things just kind of click into place and you go what if it was what if we did this this and this right and it's like oh yeah that 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 would be that makes so much sense and that would be so cool that would be so you know like just those moments of these sort of these light bulbs going off and I think that that's like when you're just so engaged in the creative process, that's what's so incredible about it. Like it's so, it's such an exciting, invigorating thing to do because it's like, it, it's like that. It's like you're having these aha moments, like just going off one after the other. It's just like, boom, 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 boom. And, and it's hard to know exactly where they come from. And I mean, Mm -hmm. for me personally, um, you know, my connection to creativity and, and through that process and part of what I love about it and what I think for a lot of people is is what's so beautiful and important about being creative is that it gives you this feeling. I'm not saying that this is the this is a fact and this is reality, but the way that I feel it and experience it is like it I feel like it's connecting me to something that's beyond myself. You know, like, it's like these, these things that are coming to me are not mine, you know, like, and, and yeah, certainly some of it is, is from you, right? Like, because you're saying something that sparks something in me, but then that sparks something where I'm like, I don't know where the fuck that comes from. Yeah. You know, I don't know where this idea, especially when, when it presents itself in such a clear and and cohesive thought you know not just like sometimes you know i and i I won't say that it's always that way because 
creativity sometimes it comes in bits and pieces and it's like oh i'm not quite so sure about this but it could maybe be something like this but other times it hits you and you're like i can see the whole thing Mm -hmm. i can see the whole thing right in front of me right now and i'm actually just more of a dictator of what i'm seeing i'm just i'm just telling you what i'm what's presented itself to me as i'm trying to sell you on anything right like it it's it presents itself to you like this is a fact right but it's a complete creative process and it's just there's something so alive about it Mm -hmm. and and i think that that was you know in many ways why we were both so keen like after we had that conversation with each other we're like we've got to you know what like that was such a big thing for us just to kind of reconnect with that we should really talk about this because, you know, neglecting a creative life, neglecting creativity in your life is, is only at our, at our detriment, you know, like it's, it's it, to, it, and we were talking about the sense of well-being, you know, and how well-being and creativity have this incredible relationship with each other. Yeah, they do. And, and that's something that is becoming more and more evident to me at this, you know, in this chapter of my life, because when I was younger, I mean, I don't know why, I mean, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, but I guess I wanted, you know, I wanted to, I had a, I had my reasons, (laughs) let's just put it that way. And it motivated me to do certain things. So like, getting movies made and writing scripts was a very, very important thing to me in early years. And maybe even for misguided reasons, I'm not even going to say that they were for healthy reasons, but they, they gave me reason to carve out time and be like, this is important. This is my priority. Like I was working, I remember I was working at like a, like a, some job. I mean, at some point I, I was selling like sports gear and another job I was like, at like a fine dining restaurant. And I was, I was, when I was early on and I was working, I was like, I can't wait to get the fuck out of here. So I can go write my scripts. You know what I mean? Like, like, and everything was about that. And when I was at school, I had this mentality because I learned this mentality, a success mentality. And by the way, this is totally off topic, but I'll share it with you guys. Anyway, um, take care of business is this mentality, but it can work against you. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. It works for you. If you look at life, like you go, okay, if I take care of business as fast and as, as like quickly as I possibly can, that gives me more time to relax and be creative. And for me, relaxation and creativity are synonymous. They're like, they are best friends that hold hands when they sleep. (laughs) (laughs) They, uh, they work together very, very, um, very much a powerful duo. And without one, the other is, is struggling, I find. Um, so for me, I learned pretty quickly that I wanted to succeed in life and I wanted to, you know, figure things out and do well in school and whatever. But I was like, look, take care of business. If you had to write a paper or you had to read a book, just read that shit, get it done. Do it now today, right now. Don't even watch TV. Don't do anything. And I would just turn off everything and I would just do it. Then it was done. And it was done like three weeks before it ever needed to be done. And then 
I had three weeks of relaxation and peace and ease. And then I would just write scripts and I would make movies and I would do my acting and I would do whatever I wanted to do. And my twenties, because of that mentality were incredibly full and rich and wonderful. I had my hard moments. Don't get me wrong. Like I had moments of, you know, sadness and whatever that came up, but even that enriched my art. Now in my thirties, I can tell you that taking care of business has become a bit of a different thing. It's become take care of business, but you're responsible for everything. And it's like, (laughs) you take care of business, but you're like, yeah, yeah. But, but I need to make sure that this is covered. And then it's like this worry and this like fear that was never there in my twenties. I just never cared about it. Um, and that I think is a lot of the reason why I wasn't always nurturing or haven't always been nurturing my art as much as I did. Um, and which also caused a not as nice feeling of well-being because I find I feel a lot of purpose and connection and just like richness through art. And when I neglect that for my own personal expression of it and my own personal outlets of it, then I don't feel as good. And it actually, it actually takes away from my take care of business mentality and my, um, you know, my being responsible mentality where that stuff starts to become more of a drag now, because what's the point of doing it if I'm not getting it done so I can do what I really want? Because what I really want to do is art. And that what this has helped me realize is like, what I really want to do is I really want to create art. I don't want to pay bills and and I don't want to work on this other shit. I mean, I love coaching. I love teaching. I love doing all that stuff. But like what I really want to do is I want to create art and I want to be creative and I want to be in that world, um, that imagination. And so like what it's kind of shown me is that that's the cost of neglecting it. You feel less purpose. You feel less joy. You know, I feel less, mm-hmm. maybe others though. I, I you know, and I, I don't think that's a far reach. I don't think this is just me because I've noticed it in you. I noticed that you had that experience. I've noticed it with um, several other people I've connected with recently um, that there is this kind of like, we're all a little neglectful of our art, you know? And um, that's, I think that's actually, you know, now that we're here, I'm realizing that's actually the point of this conversation for me is like, how do we stop neglecting our art and our creativity and our outlets? How do we stop doing that and kind of get, get, make that front and center again, make that kind of the point again? you know, cause maybe, maybe it is the point, you know, and not just for artists, but maybe for everybody. Yeah. I mean, I, I maintain this sort of position that it's like, we are a creation. Like all of life is, is this, is this creation? I'm not getting into any sort of religious, just, just calm down everybody. I'm not getting any <laughs> kind of like religious dogma. It's yeah. like, Oh, there's a, there's this great creator. Something we don't even need to do that. We don't even need to do that. There's this creation that is called life. It exists. We know it because you're listening to this right now. You know, you're you're here. I'm speaking into a microphone right now. This is something that is happening. For some reason, somehow, this is happening. Um, it is a creation, and we also have the ability to create i i think that it's just like it's that's kind of the point you know and 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 that expression of creation and 
and the play that is creation. Um, I, I remember a thought came to me some years ago where it was like, uh, uh, play is the divine action of the universe, something like that. And, and that play is complete, pure create creativity and pure creation. And so when we are in line with that, when we are going through our lives with that, we are in alignment with creation. We are in alignment with nature, with what mm-hmm. nature does. We're just, we're, we're moving with it when we are creating. Mm. So, um, and, and I don't think that that's a, that, that's a woo woo crazy kind of a statement. You know, it's like, even look at, well, how do we solve the problems of the world? We, we, mm. we're, we get creative. Yeah, we get creative. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it, there's a very practical element to creativity as well. It's, you know, yes, sometimes creativity is frivolous and that's wonderful. Sometimes creativity solves problems too, you know, but in it is this thread of creativity. Um, and so it only makes sense that we try and bring that into our lives, that we try to engage with that process that we are a part of. You know, like that when we are creating, we are these creations that are creating and it's all part of just a, a, a grand creating that's going on throughout the whole cosmos, man. Like cosmos, man. I feel like, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> geez, it's like I, I suddenly took a step back into like the, the 70s um, for a moment there. But, uh, you know, you got to do that sometimes. You yeah, do that not? sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um I don't know if I was where I was going from there, but, um, I, I, yeah, man, like this is, this is just in terms of, of why it feels good to get creative. I think that that, that's a big part of it. Like it's because when we're creating, we are, we are working with, we are working in flow with nature. Mm. We're not working against it. Right. Um, and I mean, there's a whole other sort of avenue we could take that whole thing, but I don't want to do it because that's that's <laughs> that's a can of worms that I don't know if I I have the grasp to go go into. But um, yeah, man, creativity, creativity. Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I was thinking about, uh, you know, those people that don't identify as artists, um, you know, like maybe you don't think of yourself as that creative or some people say that, you know, that type of thing or that type of sentiment. And um, I, you know, whether you're there or not listening, <laughs> I care to argue with you. Um, and here's my thing. If you're building, if you like to build stuff, if you like to grow, if you like to develop, you're an artist. I mean, that's what an artist is. You know, um, I, I, you know, Evan, you know, I have a, a little bit of a love affair with video games and the development of them, right? Secretly in the background. <laughs> and it's always kind of there. I'm always kind of secretly working on them a little bit, trying to figure them out, um, which they may be something I never really do in my life fully to the degree that sometimes in my imagination, I go, wouldn't it be amazing if I could do this? I just, I don't know if I care enough to do the, the leg work it would take to make that shit. But I do love them and I do appreciate them. And I, I, I find them very interesting to understand, but 
the online world of video games, I've been looking into a lot more and just trying to understand it. Not, not because I'm like pursuing it, but just because I have a fascination. I just find like, I just am curious. And so I try to figure out things I'm curious about. And something I noticed with the addictive nature of video games is that you can get addicted to them in the way that like you're growing something like you're developing your character, you're, you're building traits for them or skills, Mm. or you're earning skills, or you're maybe sometimes you're even going out and you're, you're buying like things that companies offer to like add to your character or your team or whatever it is that you're doing. Right. And I was thinking about that and I was like, you know, there's a creative element to that. Like, there's something about that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, recently I was like, you know, I'm going to try, I've always played this, uh, like FIFA game, this soccer game. And I was like, I never play online, but I was like, ah, you know what? I'll try the online. Let's just see what it's like. And then you, you build your team, you create it and you get like players and they have different skills and attributes and whatever. And, and you, and you, you figure out how to manage them and put the best squad you can forward. And then you compete against other players. And, and so uh, maybe you want your team to be incredibly fast. Maybe you want your team to be in te- in, incredibly tactical where they pass the ball and they just hold possession for 60% of the game or more. Um, you have maybe their counterattack, you know, like maybe that's the speed element, whatever, but there's different approaches to the game. And so you can get these um, players and you can get these add-ons to these players and you can do all this stuff. And it it all becomes a very creative expression of how do you like to play and what's your approach and what's your tactic? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, to take this even further, part of the reason why I started playing this particular video game online is because this year I decided to coach soccer again, because, uh, one of my best friend's daughters, she was going to play for this team and they knew I had some experience. So I was like, okay, you know, whatever, I'll do it. And these kids, when I showed up, um, I actually had missed their first game because of the, the the league's like organization, right? And so one of the parents stepped in and they lost like four nothing. That was, you know, so I came in game two and there was some kind of miscommunication. So I was like, okay, hey, we got to figure out what we're going to do. And I, you know, these guys have never played together, but I've learned some things about soccer. So I'm like, how do I teach them what I've learned in soccer? And instead of going to the manual of like, this is the drill you run. I was like, what drill do they need? And it was very responsive. It was like, okay, they need to like, they, they can't even pass the ball. And they're all like, cause when I first started coaching them, the first game we had, they were like bumble. They were like a, 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 a swarm of bees around the ball. Like they're teenagers. Right. But like, and the other team was like a swarm of bees and everybody's just hovering around the ball. There's no structure. There's no strategy. And it's just chaos. And so I'm like, okay, the first thing they need to learn is they need to learn structure. They need to learn like an actual position. They need to use the actual field space. So I ran a drill where they all stayed in position and then they had to move in position and whatever. I was like, that'll help them. So now they understand, okay, this is where I roughly need to be. Then it was like, well, if you're going to be in position, that's all good and dandy, but you have to be able to pass between each other. So I got to teach them how to actually properly pass. Just long story short, we just drills that were responsive lessons that were responsive based on little things they need to learn. Last game, they won 12, nothing. One of the kids scored from like 25 yards out. They couldn't even kick Mm -hmm. the ball properly when I saw, when I first started with them, you know what I mean? And so there's a creativity to coaching that I love. I just love it. 
Mm-hmm. And these kids, their confidence, like um, there is this kid, uh, her name's Ayla. She's actually one of the youngest kids in the entire league. She's littler than everybody. She has a fierce attitude. And they came off one game because um, we there's this one team in the league that's like coached by a couple parents who are clearly very organized. They have kids that are too old to actually be in the league. Like they're, they're way bigger and whatever. And they just dominate every single team. Mm -hmm. And we played against them and uh, we, we actually scored first, but then they're just the pressure and their size, their dominance kind of just pressed through us. And we were down five, one, we come in at halftime and I go to the team and I'm like, Hey, like we, like, this is what you guys got to do. You got to get in there. You got to be aggressive. I know these guys are bigger, but you got to fight. You got to, you got to go in hard. And I'm like, right now you're down five, not five, one, and you're going to lose if you don't. And I was about to say, if you don't score anymore and Ayla, she goes, no, we're not. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> I'm just saying, if we don't score, she's like, you don't know that that won't happen. <laughs> it's just like, Okay. <laughs> All right. You know, and like my, the reason why I bring that up, they ended up scoring a couple more goals at, at, in, in the next half. Um, they didn't, they, we still lost the game, but they came back and this team did not know what to do with them. But here's the thing you like, and this is something I wanted to get into with you, Evan, the response of creativity. Cause I know you teach uh, Meisner and like so much of my Meisner experience, especially with you was that the creativity came almost spontaneously but in response to spontaneous, like it was mm-hmm. like, once you're in it, it's, it's, it's not even, it's not even that, you know, what you're going to do creatively, but your creative response, if you're being real is, is, is almost, it feels spontaneous, but at the same time, it's almost like that's, that's how you're going to try to get you know, cause you're dealing with something, right? Like, so uh, uh, anyway, I'll leave it there. Maybe you can. Yeah, flesh that no, out. I, it... Hey everybody, this is Evan. And this episode is brought to you by my book. Yes. I recently released a book called the actor's awakening, connecting spirituality to craft, expand yourself as an actor and your craft through a spiritual perspective. Take a journey that will explore universal philosophies and insights to help you understand human nature in a profound way and develop practices to take your work to another level. Again, that's The Actor's Awakening, Connecting Spirituality to Craft, available on Kindle and paperback on Amazon. And as always, if you like the show, please subscribe. It's interesting <laughs> because you you had um, you you'd said a little bit about this bef- before we started recording, and I was kind of like, but I, I feel like I'm I'm getting a bit more of an insight into this into into what you're 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 communicating and hopefully I can add something to this. Okay. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> yeah. But yes, so you can sorry, this... I don't want can I before I cut you up, um yeah. you could also uh, if you need to like share your reservations about this idea. Cause I cause I, this was something we didn't totally agree on. We weren't seeing quite eye eye to eye before we began. So it'd be good to kind of work this one out. Yeah, yeah, because this can this is can be a bit of a tricky one because oh man. All right. I guess we're I guess we're we're doing it. We're doing it. We're, we're going to go it, down yeah. this one. This this all is right. a bit this might be a bit of a rabbit hole, but um there's this whole thing of you know, we tend to think of things in a linear fashion. You know, this because of that, this thing that preceded it. And in some ways 
that is true. Um, but there's also another element to which everything seems to be somewhat spontaneous because otherwise, if, if there wasn't this sort of degree of spontaneity to, to all things, then we would be able to plan everything. We would know everything ahead of time. We would know everything that was going to happen. We'd be able to predict everything, yada, 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 yada. And it's not that we don't have some ability to predict things, but, um, it's kind of shocking at how small that capacity is that, that we do have. And in some ways, yes, we can look back, you know, we can look at a current situation that we're in or something that has happened and we can look back from that point and say like, Oh yes, well of course, because that happened before that and that happened before that and that happened before that. But that's only possible looking backwards um, in the moment, everything is happening spontaneously. Everything is, is, is happening moment to moment to moment to moment. And even that process of looking back at things, I think that there are still gaps that are there, you know, that, that we can oversimplify and mm. reduce the, and yes. reduce. It's like, oh, well, yes, it's because that happened and that happened. You know, it's like if you study history at all you'll discover that there are still people who have different perspectives yes we could say yes this event happened on such and such a date but once the i've heard from historians that like that the being a historian is as much an art as it is a science because there's this component of you're trying to you're trying to describe very complex histories why certain things happen a certain way the attitudes of people at a certain time that like you know it's it's and you can sort of create a bit of a picture but in many ways that picture is always somewhat incomplete because the of the immensity of how many things are involved and we can look at so many current situations that we're in right now in the world where we go holy shit, like this is complex. This is a really complex problem. And any attempt to just simplify it just never captures the whole thing. So see if I can bring this back around <laughs> now. So there is this element of spontaneity, but there's this element to what you're saying about response, which is 100% true. However, the thing that, that, preceded the response are they are in many ways the same thing mm. because when you're paying attention the response if there was no thing there is no response if there was no preceding thing there is no response like that's so there is this they come together you know the the problem and the and the and the solution um I've heard it said before that um, in understanding the problem, you're, you've, you mostly have, you've figured out most of the solution. Mm. Yes. It contains within totally. it, it contains within it the appropriate response, right? So they, they're, I, and this is getting, and I'm, I'm maybe getting a little bit beyond my capacity to describe this and, and to explain this. Um, 
based on my own my own understanding here but there's this component to which they are one and the same they they come together so because my because the response and within the world of acting so let's bring that into a space that I'm I'm more familiar with and where I train actors is um you know I I always tell actors that m- most actors are involved in what they think should be happening as opposed to what is actually happening so let's get interested in what's actually happening because once you know once you mm. once you are as aware as you can be of the thing that is actually happening in front of you of how your partner is treating you, how they're talking to you, how they're whatever in the scene, that that's going to tell you everything you need to know about how to, how to perform. Mm. Right. So it's my performance arises out of this thing, but then what, if I have another good partner who I'm acting with, then their response arises from what I, from, from my response. So there's, not necessarily this clear it's only clear why that happened and looking back at it right like again it's it's only you can only and that's only one point of view and that's the point of view that you get from looking back but that's not actually the full picture of what's going on so Fuck me, Brandon. I, okay. <laughs> I got to stop. Okay. I got to stop. This is, this is, my head's spinning. <laughs> this is incredibly good. Because you, 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 one of the things you mentioned was how the solution to the problem is in understanding the problem. And I would say that's actually one of the most accurate statements because we think we understand the problem. That's why we don't come up with the right solution all the time. Because sometimes we don't actually understand it. We just think we do. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know... There are, I'm sure, coaches and managers and people out there who understand the game of soccer so well. They've seen, they've seen it, they've lived it, they've grown up since children, breaking down the game. When they see a problem, they're going to have a lot of experience, a lot of understanding if they've been paying attention, as you said, to know what the problem is and know the, nat- the natural solution that would be the right response. When I gave my team the response, maybe it was accurate, but maybe it was also incomplete because maybe I didn't fully understand the problem that they were up against. They were down five, one, and this team was bigger and stronger, at least the way they were playing. So I, my match was you guys, even though you're smaller, be bigger on the field, you know, be stronger on the field, be more aggressive, be more intense, push on the ball harder. It worked for them but it didn't quite win the game. So maybe I didn't fully understand what the problem was, but my response was to the best of my understanding. And I think like a lot of acting and a lot of screenwriting and a lot of other art is probably like this. You create in response to the problem you think you understand. And I think when you're creating a script, um, you know, because we're not, even if you're really good at it, nobody's perfect your response of the characters to the problem is the best that you could do based on the problem you thought existed. And so um, your solution was based on your understanding of the problem. Um, And I think in in Meisner, when you're doing your acting, which is like, you know, repetition, like there's, um, you're looking at me, I'm looking at you, you're looking at me, I'm looking at you, right? And like, I can see that, that's clear. And then I'm like, you don't like me. That might be a projection that I have in my, in my world. And you're like, 
no, I like you. And it's like, oh, you like me. No, I like you. Oh, I, I like you. You like me too. Okay. And so then it turns, right? But yeah. my misunderstanding in that moment, you don't like me, was my interpretation of the way you were looking at me as mm -hmm. though you were looking at me like you didn't like. And so that's what I'm kind of bringing in that. Um, I love how you brought this in because it's, it's not just, we don't always know the problem. We don't, or, and if it even want to call it a problem, but we don't always know what we're responding to. And that is part of the creative process is that we think we know what we're responding to. And part of creativity is making a mistake, a beautiful mistake that leads to something wonderful. Because mm -hmm. if you, I love that in Meisner, right? Like when these things happen where, because people might not understand what, what we're talking about here, but to give like a very, very brief, and please correct me if I'm not doing this justice. <laughs> you do repetition in the sense that you acknowledge the truth of the moment. And as both actors continue to repeat the truth of the moment, truth comes out spontaneously evolves. Things happen. It's pretty cool. So you might say, if you're looking at someone else and they're actually looking at you, you might, the first thing you notice is you're looking at me might be a, a thing that you notice. And so then they're looking at you and now you're saying, you're looking at me, I'm looking at you. You're looking at me. You're looking at me. Right. And so you're repeating that and that gets boring. So you, <laughs> naturally your mind goes, well, what else is happening in this looking? And maybe you look into the looking and you make an assumption that you think is true, but isn't true. But that led us from I don't think you like me to, no, actually I do like you. And now we've opened that door or it could mm -hmm. be the reverse. You like me. No, actually, I don't like you. Well, you don't like me. Oh, okay. And that opens the door to, to more truth. And it's, it's very vulnerable, uh, man. It's so vulnerable because like, if you go the other way, like it's really nice when it's like, oh no, I actually like you. It's really painful sometimes. And you have an emotional response that comes up. Oh, you don't like me. I don't like you. Well, you know, and your emotion's going to hit and that is going to spontaneously bring up some new things. And, and then you're not just the only one noticing and acting. That's the other cool thing about it. They're noticing too. And so they might say, oh, you're hurt by that. I am hurt by that, you know, and, and it, it's wonderfully beautiful, but like a lot of art is no different than this repetition. Like when you and I were talking about the story, I'd be like, okay, can I, I think we should do this with this idea. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We should do that idea. And what if it was like this? And then it's like, yeah, yeah. If you do that, then it could be this. And it's like, pff, pff, yeah. you know, um, so it's still repetition <laughs> in that totally. respect, right? Yeah, it, it's, but it's spontaneous yeah. and um, like either it's working and the, and the flow is working or it's not working. And then we change the flow to a new direction, right? Yeah. And, and it, you know, it's interesting. I thought we were... I, I should have, I should know better by now. Anytime I think that we've maybe gone a little off topic, always remind myself that <laughs> no, 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 this is all connected somehow. You might just not know how it's connected, but I think that that is another extraordinary element to creativity, which is presence. There's something about creativity that just gets you present Mm-hmm. You know, it's um I mean we could dive into that, but it's it's something that to be truly creative and when you're really in that creative space, you are like 
you know, in just describing that that process. I mean, yes, there's as you were describing quite well, actually, the um, the uh, <laughs> well, thank you. The sort of a lot of the the, the Meisner work and, and how that goes. Um, but, you know, even in describing that sort of process that we just went through and working with the script where it's just like we're you're so focused on what's happening from moment to moment to moment. You said this to me. What about this? Oh, do, 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 do. like, and, and that just, these things just emerge as I, as I say so often, attention is magic. Attention is magic. Mm-hmm. It's like you, we're putting our attention on this thing n- without any, any preconceived ideas about what's to be done with it. Right. What, what do we do? We just acknowledge this thing's like, okay, well, this is a bit of a, I'm seeing a bit of a problem here where, you know, there's maybe a little bit of a hole in our story or a character who's underdeveloped. And it's just like, okay, let's put our attention on that. And then suddenly it's just like, boom, 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 like fireworks just popping off in the sky. Suddenly these colors and these, you know, these colors and sounds and patterns and things just start showing up for you. Mm-hmm. you know which is and and it really is like fireworks is not in for me uh an exaggeration of what that process felt like and can feel like because it is it's like these things just suddenly start emerging yeah you know, they just start appearing against against the like this dark night sky you know of of th- these things just start presenting and and it's happening in the moment it's happening just through that that attention through that responsiveness to um to just paying attention Mm. um and i think this is something that i i use this now um sometimes in my class and i think it's something that i kind of worked out in in one of our our podcasts one time but it was sort of this equation of not necessarily an, an equation, but um, a sort of a flow or a process that 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 in, that I sort of see. But there's attention, and that attention leads to connection, and that connection leads to life. Mm. You put your attention on something, and you create a connection with it, mm. and once you've created that connection with that thing, there's this life that emerges from it. But it begins with attention. Yeah. It all begins with attention. That resonates is very true to me because if I look back at just this last week or two with this um, script and everything that we've been doing with our development, we put attention on it. We connected about it. We connected to the ideas and we connected to what could happen. And then I felt life in me just, just so enriched. And so it, it, it is, it is a nice kind of flow or connection to make because it, it really does in a lot of ways begin with attention. Um, yeah. And I guess always the challenge as an artist is, well, what do I put my attention on? And if, if I was to ask that question of myself, I'd say, well, what are you interested in? What are you curious about? What do you, what would you like to put your attention on? Because I think the, what should I put my attention on? The should is the problem. What do I want to put my attention on? 
what would I like to put my attention on? If my attention mm-hmm. was going to be on anything at all, if not nothing, what would I put it on? What would I give it to? What would I want to connect to? Right. And in return, the exchange is you get this life force experience, right? Like, and I think that's uh, kind of why does it feel so good? Cause you get like a life force in, in return from creativity. That's what it, that's what it gives you back. And so you're like, well, you know, uh, it's actually dawning on me right now is like, sometimes I don't do creativity because I'm like, creativity isn't going to earn me money right now. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but it's going to earn me life force, you know? Yeah. It's going to earn me connection. So maybe I, maybe that's more valuable than the money I think I need at the moment or something, right? Like, or whatever. Um, yeah. And maybe that connection and that life force is what's going to actually help me earn more money. And I would argue that that is actually probably true. Um, you know, I, uh, (laughs) I was talking to, uh, to a new client, um, you know, and I'm really dialed in at the moment. I feel really connected and in flow and all of that. And I was talking to this client, potential client, I should say. Um, and after we had the, after we had our conversation, we're like best friends. I was like, man, we just connected about art. (laughs) We just connected about art and we shared some values and we shared some things. And it was like, we'll probably work together. I mean, you know, eventually at least if not very soon. And I was just like, man, that's what it's all about. That's what this is all about. That's why I do this shit. You know, I do it. I, yeah. I'm gonna. it. Maybe I'll earn some money out of that, but that doesn't even matter. And, you know, I was thinking like, I'll do this for free. <laughs> this is great. Right. Um, and it, you know, I, I, I think there's, um, there's something that maybe, you know, is another conversation, but maybe it gets into this, this conversation we've actually been discussing. Maybe this opens the door to it, but it's like, you know, loving what you do has a lot to do with being creative, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you yeah. know, because it is lovely to be creative. So if you're being creative, I mean, and then you just happen to be earning money out of being creative. I mean, how, how cool is that? Right. It's like, um, and you feel like you don't even need money. You do it anyway. I mean, what a wonderful thing. You know what I mean? Um, you know, it's, I think there is, I think that's what everybody kind of secretly wants. You know, we all kind of want that. Um, but I think we just get confused. We get in the muck a little bit of life. Right. And we forget why these things matter. Let me share one quote which before I pass it over, um, apparently Winston Churchill was asked during World War II if he wanted to pull money from the arts to put it towards the war. He said, we could pull money from the arts and we could put it towards the war to help the war effort. And his response apparently was, well, then what would be the point of the war? And I always like, whether that's Mm. the truth or not, (laughs) it still feels like the truth to me. Because what is the point? What are you fighting for if, if not for love and art? Like what, <laughs> and creativity and, you know, the freedom to do it. Like if you don't, if you don't have that, then what are you even fighting for? You know, I mean, you could say maybe the things you care about, but like, you know, your, if it's your children, yeah. you created your children. You know what I mean? Like if it's your relationship, you created your relationship, you know, like, and you nurture it. So if, if, if not, if you're going to sacrifice that, why do whatever the hell it is you're doing? 
You know what I mean? And people will put their families like they'll go, I gotta, I gotta make money. I gotta do this. I gotta be successful in business. What for, if all these things are at the, at the peril of it, you know what I mean? Isn't that why you're doing it? You know? Um, cause you can, you can, and I know from personal experience and, you know, firsthand experience, I should say that you can make all the money in the world and be very, very unhappy and be very incomplete. Um, you know, so what's the money for, you know, I, and I'll, oh, sorry, Evan, I'm being a blowhard. One more thing. It's fine. If you had all the money in the world and all the time in the world, what would you do with it? And just remember the time and the money are for that. That's a good reminder. <laughs> Cause if you have all the time and you have all the money now, what <laughs> was it yeah. just so you could have all the time and the money? I don't think so. Well, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought of this, this quote came to mind. This other quote came to mind earlier in the podcast when you're talking a little bit about this, but you brought it. So it's reminded me, but um, from your, yours and mine, mine's favorite Alan Watts, he has this one bit, and uh, I think I can get this somewhat accurately off the top of my head. He said, um, if you spend your, if you make your whole life about money, you will waste your entire life because you will spend your whole, whole life doing a bunch of things you don't want to do so that you can go on living, which is to go on doing a bunch of things that you don't like to do. And then I think he caps that off with like, which is crazy or which is insane. It's like, yeah, it is. It is like, if you, if, if that's what, that's your number. And look, this is not me saying like, yeah, yeah, we live in a world. I'm not ignorant to, to the realities of the world that yes, people, we need to make, most of us need to make some money in order to live. Um, but you know, the warning is against making that your first your first priority. If you make your whole life about money, you're going to waste your whole life and you're going to be miserable doing a bunch of things you don't want to do so that you can make money mm-hmm. and to go on doing more of the same, right? That's the whole thing. So um thought I would bring that one into the fold and just something that I, I had to write this down because what you were, what you were saying um, and I tried to just kind of encapsulate this as best as I could, but I thought there are the things that allow us to live and art are the things that we live for, mm. right? Just that sort of Churchill quote that we yeah. that we had. It's just like you know, there are things you know. Yes, there are things that allow us to just mm. live, but yeah. what we but that is a different question entirely than the things that we live for. Yes, it's an entirely different question, and I think that art is a is kind of a big part of that second half. It's like, what are the things we live for? Is just like, yeah, it's, it's art and not necessarily just art in the narrow sense of that word. I mean, art in an expansive in whole, whole life kind mm. of, kind of sense, you know, making our lives artful, making our lives, you know, about something creative and, and, sometimes silly sometimes helpful sometimes not helpful at all (laughs) you know like it's you know but but creative creative that's 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 what we live for is to create i think is where we're 
where oh shit i shouldn't have said that brandon because now i'm like what am i the, like the, what what am i going to leave off now and if for a closing comment in, oh in a man little bit. you screwed it right up i screwed it right up <laughs> i screwed it right up but you know what uh um, right up <laughs> yeah no that that's that's kind of for me i was like shit that kind of puts the that puts the pin in it for me on this one um just in terms of my own sort of coming full circle in this whole thing, you know, it's like creativity is the thing that we actually live for, you know, because mm. we're saying art and creativity, well, we can just use that as synonymously with each other. That's the shit that we live for. Um, it's not necessarily, although it does, that's the, th this is another element that we didn't get into in this conversation that we had sort of had a pre-chat, but like how creativity expands into every single facet and dimension of our of our mm -hmm. experience of because you know as i was saying before creativity can be used to solve problems you know we have to get creative to solve problems but creativity is also for play mm -hmm. for no purpose whatsoever you know it, it does both of these things like it's and it doesn't bat an eye yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's a it's a wonderful beast um, it, you know, it makes me remember, like, it makes me more clear, I should say on, um, that it, it makes your life feel more full. And I think that's part of the reason why it feels so good is you feel so full. Like, and I always thought of creativity, like I gotta fill the well, and then I have something to pull from when I create, but it's like, yeah, but the creativity actually fills the well in a weird way. Like the full well gets refilled by the expression of creativity and the outlet of creativity. Mm -hmm. um, so like, it's not a, it, it's, it's a gift that gives back. It doesn't just take, like you don't, um, unless maybe there might be times where you feel a little exhausted, uh, you know, and just in life, but like a lot of the time I find like after you and I talked, I was full of creativity when I went into it, but I was more full of it by the time we, we left. Um, I just had more and I had to write down more. I had to figure out how to get more out. You know what I mean? Cause it was too full and I needed to, I needed to actually get like maybe creativity and maybe this is just. Uh, an awareness I'm having right now, but that creativity, you don't just want it full, you want it overflowing. And when it's overflowing, you just are trying to get it out as fast as you can. Because a lot of time I do experience um, my creative pursuits that way. Um, much like this very full bodied beer I'm having, Evan, <laughs> let me transition. <laughs> Segway. Like that. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Really good. <laughs> Afternoon delight. That's what this is called. Um, it's a New England pale ale. And I think this brewery has a pretty cool name. They're called the Establishment Brewing <laughs> Company. Um, so long story short, I live in a small town now. And um, someone in my little town said, we need this beer at the beer store. And they requested uh, a couple from this brewery. <laughs> and and then I went and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go pick some up. And uh, when I went to go get this, um, they're saying, oh, people are loving this new beer. And I have to say, I also agree. It's fucking great. <laughs> afternoon delight. This has been an afternoon delight, Evan. And the beer is the perfect fit for this uh, enjoyable little journey. There's the can if you're on video. Um, all right. What do you got? I am drinking... I don't know if I've, I don't think I've had this one. Um, 
although I've definitely had this particular type of beer many, many times. It's one of my favorites. I'm drinking uh, the Broken Islands Hazy IPA, uh, and that's from Vancouver Island Brewing. All natural since 1984, apparently, is their claim. Um, and it's uh, it's delicious, man. It's a solid it's a solid hazy IPA. Mm, what nice. can I say? I what find I, I, it's like one it's of those ones IPA. that I can almost never <laughs> go wrong with. I can almost yeah. never go wrong with it. It's it's like I love hazy IPAs. You know, I when we it's funny because when we started the podcast, I was always a little bit more resistant against IPAs. I've shared that too many times, but. Um, yeah, and they've become one of my favorites. Yeah, and I mean, the hazies, like, I feel like that's something that's become much more popular just over the last couple of years, too. I, I You didn't used to see a lot of them, and suddenly it's like, because it's like a combination of, like, an IPA and, like, a wheat beer, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, um, it kind of just makes it nice and smooth and sweet and all kinds of lovely little characteristics to it. So yeah, man. Yeah. I'm a fan. Well, if, and if you're wondering why we're talking about beer, long story short, it's not an ad. It's just the lineage of these conversations. I was thinking about that back because the script we're working on, um, that's when this podcast was born. Uh, we were actually oh, yeah. rewriting this script and we would get together and we would have uh, screenwriting meetings and we'd sit down at a coffee shop and then we get tired of coffee and we're like, let's go for a beer. And then we started having these really great conversations, probably born from the script, but then we would meet, we just skip the coffee all together and we'd meet at the brewery. <laughs> <laughs> then before we ever got into the work, we would sit around for an hour and we'd have a conversation about art and the industry and how to figure out, you know, life. And then we're like, these are great. Let's record them. Maybe just for us. They were like, maybe podcast. Now we're here, you know? Um, okay. Let me go first, Evan, if you don't mind. Go for it. Well, look, um, treat your art and your creative expression as something that, you know, that actually matters. I, I think not because you should, not because it would be good for you to do it, but because it will be enriching for you in your life. And I, I think that matters. And I think that if your life is more enriched and more full and more overflowing, potentially, I think that a lot of other answers to questions, concerns, challenges, depressions, maybe even feel, I think they will get solved. Um, and, and also I'll just say this, I mean, aim to do that, but at the same time, if you don't know how to get there yet, uh, that's okay. I, I mean, like this stuff might be at work. Like if you just make the decision, like I want to go that way, but you don't know how to get there, just wanting to go that way and kind of starting to put your attention and energy towards that and trying to figure it out. I can tell you from personal experience that the if you were a plant and let's just say like you're the seed that's buried underground, a lot of the growth in the beginning, you won't even be aware of. You won't even see it happening. Um, you're, you're building roots, you're figuring it out. Um, and you know, only you know how to direct yourself towards the sunshine. And I can tell you this, if you're honest about where you think the sunshine is, it's always right. There's it's one thing you can't get wrong. It's in your nature to find the light, whatever that means for you. Um, so if you have a story in your heart you want to tell or a painting you need to paint or a song you need to sing, 
go in whatever direction you're being called, or you feel the light is bringing you what, you know, the sunlight, if you're the plant and you will blossom there, you will bloom there. And, um, you know, what that becomes, where that leads, who knows, but this is, this is the creative process. It's, it's, um, there is a lot of work that happens in the muck. And so if you're in the muck right now and you see no light and you just, you know, and it all just seems like nothing's happening, like, you know, give yourself a break, honestly, you know, just give yourself a bit of a break. It, it doesn't always just blossom and bloom right away. It's there's, there's a process and when it does, it'll be beautiful, but trust the process, I guess that's what I'll say for now, you know, but yeah, make, make the art, make the art more important. Well, we started this one out, Brandon called this one, why it feels so good to get creative. Um, and I feel like we've answered that in some ways. It wasn't really posed as a question necessarily as, as it's more of a rhetorical kind of question, just like, like, yeah, like it feels good, you know, like, so why is that? Why does it, why is that a thing mm -hmm. for us as human beings? And, you know, I'm going to, uh, revise that, that sort of statement that I made just a few minutes ago um, because creativity and, and creation because of how far it expands and, and, you know, it, it creeps in everywhere. It takes hold everywhere. Um, I felt like it could use maybe a, a, another, another pass. So creation is what allows us to live. But creation is also what we live for. It's both of these things. It's cre it begins and ends with creation, man. <laughs> That's nature. Yeah. It begins and ends with creation, mm. and and so why it feels so good to get creative? It's because that's just what it is. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. that's <laughs> that's it, man. Like that's that's the whole. <laughs> That's that, the whole. That's the whole thing. <laughs> oh man, you really undermine the whole idea, in a, in a beautiful way. But it's like, yeah, because like that's the point. Because <laughs> like, you know, it's funny. I should sorry, I don't mean to cut in on your uh, on your final thoughts, but it's like funny because it's like, yeah, like you're creating your life. You were created somehow to live. There's just creation, like, and you can create it any way you want. Like, you know, and like, it kind of feels nice to take the wheel as much as you can sometimes and just say, like, go over here. And even if you feel like totally out of control, that you kind of like look in the direction that you want to go, even if you're passing it by going, no, I want to go there. Like, it's still, there's something fun about that. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's, I know it's, it's, it's interesting. Cause it's like, why does it feel so good? Get creative. Cause like, cause, cause that's it, man. Like, what do you want? Like, what do you want? That's the, that's it. That's the whole thing. It's, it's, it's just, it's this, it's the creation. It's the play of, of this whole thing. So, you know, are you going to, are you going to fight it or are you going to get with it? You know, cause that it's going to happen. It's going to happen with you or with you. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, totally. yeah you, you're never going to be left behind. It's like always, it's always there. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's always there. It's always it's always happening. It's just like how how hard are you going to fight it? How hard are you going to resist it? Or are you going to move with it? Are you going to engage with it? Are you going to have some fun with it? So, man, I I I I this has been a great conversation, Brandon, and um, you know, and uh, I can't wait to uh, to do more of these as I know we will. Thank you for listening in on our conversation today. We hope you found something helpful that you can carry forward with you. Head over to our website, wayoftheartist.com, for more free exclusive material and learn about the show. If you haven't already, please support us by subscribing to the show, sharing it with people you know, and keeping compassionate, creative conversation going.